0: It's our Brooklyn Bites podcast. This is episode 99. And I am Stephanie. I'm Leon. Leon. It's been a wild week this week. <laughs>
1: a lot of ups and downs.
0: Yes. <laughs> and I wasn't at a theme park.
1: Oh, no. no. I thought that's so where you were going with no. <laughs> this. <laughs> okay. I
0: don't want anyone to get, you know, the wrong idea.
1: Right. Because summer's over. So
0: Summer's over. Yeah. But uh, it's been a busy week for me, so I haven't haven't had a whole lot of time. like last week, you know, I've been saying I've been working a new job, so mm-hmm. not a whole lot of game time to be had. I did spend a lot of time, wasted time updating some of my devices in this modern digital world that we live in.
1: We're all familiar with software updates and system updates and things to be upgraded. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I updated. My Apple TV to the new tvOS mm-hmm. that was released this week. And it's uh, more or less the same. I don't notice anything different. They added a dark mode to it. Mm-hmm. So now, instead of like the white background, it's sort of like a gray background.
1: Yeah. Not
0: not much different.
1: I don't remember them talking about that too much. I didn't really notice.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think they really... I'm surprised they called it like a 2.0 release, because I don't know what is so major about it. Maybe, I didn't really use it as much, but... Mm-hmm. I uh, suppose maybe in the future more stuff is coming to it. But uh yeah, I did the iPhone update and iPad to iOS 10. Mm-hmm. So that you know, that took a little bit of time to to set up, but it uh, looks pretty good.
1: You took that like that bold step of plunging into I the do. darkness.
0: Yeah. I you know I I usually wait a little bit. I will usually wait like a day.
1: I'm still waiting.
0: You're yeah, you you really wait a long time. <laughs> But I some because sometimes like think, like I think initially when they released the update, some people's phones were getting bricked because mm-hmm. of um, I think Apple's connections were dropping in the middle of the firmware update. Mm. So you know if you interrupt a firmware update on your phone, or it's gonna crash the device.
1: I thought it downloads the whole thing first before it starts.
0: I don't know. Yeah, that's what I thought, but apparently. Apple says they fixed it on their end or something, and then it was back to normal. Okay. It was an easy fix if it happened to you. It wasn't a true brick because all you had to do was just reset the phone back to normal. Mm-hmm. If you, it was assuming you had a backup. Yeah. But for me, it wasn't bad. It was pretty... I think it was like an hour to do it all. Mm-hmm. And I like it. I don't know. It, look, it looks pretty good. I also... Uh, I had to update my mom's devices which <laughs> I spoke about I think the last time we did this update thing uh-huh for uh, i was 9 and I ran into the same nightmare scenario and I don't know why it's so complicated on her stuff she's got this more or less the same stuff as me but she uses a windows. Laptop instead of a Mac like I do, mm-hmm. and that Windows layer just complicates things so much. I don't know why. No wait,
1: you're talking so about You're talking about updating the iPhone through iTunes on the on Windows. I,
0: well, that was the idea. Was mm-hmm. I, I find on on my end, it's much quicker to do it through iTunes than to yeah. just do it over the air. Because over the air, you know, you have to download it through the Wi-Fi and stuff. Right. So I, my plan was to do it through Windows, but. Of course, she had, like, a pending Windows update that had to get applied, and that took over an hour for some reason. Mm hmm And then I had to back up all her—because she doesn't do syncing or anything, so I had to back up a, you know, five months of— photos and stuff onto her computer right and downloading the app updates and all this stuff so it that it took like six hours
1: <laughs> that sounds like a lot of work yeah hope you got paid for it's, your time
0: uh i got, I got a free meal <laughs> all right <laughs> a home-cooked mom meal that's so. like
1: the barter system that's like the old yeah days.
0: yeah i guess i can't complain you right? trade
1: one service for another
0: I, I noticed a weird thing that her the games that she plays on her ipad were, were caching, like, these big files, like, almost a gig worth of files. Mm-hmm. So she had about, like, at least 15 gigs worth of space being used by just, like, I guess, caches or something. Yeah. So it took me... That's really what a bulk of the time took, is to figure out, like, where this, you know, phantom memory was being used up by. And then I ended up... What I ended up doing was res- factory resetting her tablet and her phone, I think, I it think also and then reinstalling the apps back in and then that cleared out the caches and everything is good again mm-hmm. and it freed up like almost 20 gigs of space
1: that's crazy that uh-huh. it would take up that much I space know. in the background
0: yeah i don't understand it
1: i mean on android you just go into the application manager and you can you can do like a clear cache on the on the app
0: right yeah that's true and I, it'll
1: it'll flush out all the temp files and mm-hmm. whatever stored locally
0: i'm surprised that I, I i would think that the os would should do that for you mm-hmm. like I shouldn't even have to do that, and I don't know why that's not a feature. And I don't know, like
1: yeah, in iOS, it's not as exposed that kind of stuff. Those kind of nuts and bolts, mm-hmm. they kind of protect the user Everything's from protected. from those kind of uh, yeah technical technical things. But yeah,
0: on Android, I used to I used to clear the the caches on. Things.
1: Now I don't know if that yeah. maybe that's not a good thing to do for some apps. Maybe it resets your right. progress
0: or something. I, I read that, that 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 could be an issue, so I was a little worried because she plays Candy Crush and I think she's on level like uh-huh. 1,024 or something like that. Yeah. So I was I was really nervous that her progress was going to get deleted, but mm-hmm. I think everything is good so far. All right. But maybe... it's not even like these weird games. It's also like Twitter, the Facebook app. And, right, right, yeah. You know.
1: So you figure that stuff should be f- safe to flush out.
0: I, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did it on mine too and I, I freed up another three gigs on mine mm. by doing that. Okay. So... Yeah, it's just weird. Weird. Stuff. I guess anything that uses online stuff seems to be doing that because all the games she plays is like online mm-hmm. type stuff. I don't know. It's
1: cool. It's cool. Uh, Your mom's a gamer. It's awesome.
0: She was never a gamer. My whole life, <laughs> never. She played, I think, Space Invaders on yeah. the twenty six hundred, and mm-hmm. that was about it. But but she loves the games on the iPad, and
1: this is what it takes to get her interested. Uh huh.
0: In her sixties, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So there's also a PlayStation update. This was a major one. It was 4.0. Right. And that, have you checked that out yet? I did
1: apply it because I turned my PlayStation on. And okay. You, and you kind of don't have a choice because I did want to download a new game. So
0: it won't let you sign on to Live unless you update
1: to a PlayStation Network. Yeah. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. Network, right. Network. They call it. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's uh, yeah. they don't let you on unless you unless you're current or updated. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So how did you, how did yours go? Fine. Fine, okay. It
1: started, I walked I walked away, I did some stuff on the PC while it was updating, and mm-hmm. then I came back and it was done.
0: Yeah, mine went smooth too. I didn't notice anything major, even though it's a major update, I didn't really notice. One thing I did like was they added folders now right. on the main screen, so you can organize like groups of games into folders and name anything you want. So I made like an archive, archive folder. Oh yeah, because you have I a can bunch put, of those. Yeah, so I can throw all those hamster arcade games in there Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know like um the konami stuff and whatever else i have right and uh they 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 keep messing with that timeline view and it just it just looks worse and worse i don't know why they should just eliminate that thing
1: yeah i don't know why they take that approach it's like it's like the tumblr uh, version i feel like i feel like that's what this is inspired.
0: It just feels like a mess when I scroll through it. I don't know what I'm looking at. Things, mm-hmm. Some things are big, some are small, and like, why is there emphasis on certain things? I don't know. It just...
1: <laughs> Even the word Tumblr to me feels like I had a nicely organized stack of things, and now it just tumbled Tumbles, into a pile. yeah, right? <laughs> it just fell into this disorganized mess. <laughs> so maybe, I don't know, I guess that's what people want to see somehow.
0: Perhaps, yeah.
1: Uh, I didn't
0: really look at the features
1: too much. I just noticed a few of the UI elements changed, like if some of the you know, like the the icons and the iconography they use, it got did updated it, yeah. a little bit yeah, like okay. things like um, now whenever the system's busy, you see the little spinning PlayStation symbols the little, you know, the, the triangle I mean, and I the circle. I did
0: that, it's like the, yeah, the force, the little busy, the,
1: the little hourglass equivalent mm-hmm. basically is like the symbols tumbling now uh, little other minor things color changes, I noticed like some some shades got inverted or something. So I guess I'll I'll read up on it just to see what's actually offered, what's available. Yeah, maybe we'll try. They, out some they
0: added a like pull over window similar to like how Xbox 360 had. Mm-hmm. If you would tap the like home button. Yeah. So that that I guess maybe is useful. So if you're in the middle of a game, you don't have to leave. The, the whole I, I think, like, previously, like, we talked about it on No Man's Sky if or other games. If you want to, like, send an invite for, for someone to play, you have to, like, quit out of the game, sort of, and, like, go into this app and yeah, open up another app and do all this stuff where I think now you can just press the home button and it'll kind of slide over, like, an overlay window and you can kind of do your, whatever you need to do there, like, join a game or invite somebody. Mm-hmm. Like, a, kind of like a quick command sort of thing. Yeah. So I didn't fool around with it that much, but... That seems to be, I guess, okay. Mm. I don't know. Okay, yeah, I'll check it out. I'll see how it uh, works. The, the few games I did play, I went back to. There was some discussion on Facebook, and I'm a classic gamer about like the best Contra games, mm-hmm. you know. And and I, I decided to revisit one because uh, I noticed there's a Contra Evolution which was a mobile version of Contra. It right, wasn't on that. the list, so I brought it up to the guy, and he's like, oh, no, well, I'm not counting that as a Contra game because it's just a remake mm-hmm. of the original. So I decided to check it out because I know we, 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 we did a video on it like yeah. three or four years ago. Right. And I, don't, I forget how far we got, maybe the second level, but I decided to play through because I, I wanted to know like how different was. I don't, I don't know if I ever played through it. So mm-hmm. I, pl- I did play through the whole game, and uh, unfortunately the game is not available anymore. It's right. pulled from Android Store. Uh, I think it was on some other like non-Android cell phone also. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not on the iOS Store anymore. But uh, it's it was a good game. I don't know why it's not there. It plays good. It looks good.
1: Yeah. I, I know it wasn't developed internally by Konami. I know it was like some yeah, third party. Third party. So but, it was, but it wasn't ultimately licensed by Konami, I think. It was. Yeah. yeah. It became official.
0: Yeah. It is... Like the guy said, it's definitely a remake and, uh, all the levels are there from the arcade, but, um, they added some like, like sort of free to play mechanics, but I didn't really need to ever use anything. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to buy extra lives and stuff, but I, I, I don't know. It seems like it played fine. Okay. And they added different characters you can choose to, and each character has different weapons. So I don't know. I played through that. It wasn't that long and that was, that was Okay. Mm -hmm. And I also bought a new game on the PS4, which was Pac-Man 256. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Which came out, I think, last month or something, two months ago.
1: Yeah, a couple of months ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I picked it up also because it was on sale this week.
0: Yeah. And I knew it was coming out, but I've been holding off for sale, you know, just waiting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it was a go on sale. And uh, I'm kind of glad because I've been not playing the mobile version that much because I don't want to burn out on the game you Mm. know
1: (laughs) I don't have that problem
0: yeah no, you like you play it all the time you don't seem to get bored of stuff that you like yeah but I mean I don't know if I would but I'm afraid of that I want to get like because you know there may not be another Pac-Man game except for Pac-Man DX2 whatever it's called well that was also released this week yeah Yeah, which I I did not buy
1: right I didn't get that either yet I mean I'm, I'm interested to check it out obviously but uh yeah, I'll, wait. I'll wait and see.
0: Yeah, I'm unsure. Sort of, I'll wait for a sale probably on that. Mm-hmm. I, I said previously, I wasn't a big fan of the first championship edition. So mm. this one even looks even more different than that. So I don't know. Definitely wait and see. But th- this Pac-Man 256 on PlayStation looks almost identical to the mobile game. It's like really why shouldn't it? It's, it's Pac-Man. a man yeah. They didn't. I mean. I, I guess it's a, not even adapted for a TV. It's
1: literally well, I think it, it's the same thing. It probably looks similar to what you're used to on your Apple TV because you, you have oh. the you have the Apple TV version right. of that game too. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you already had played it on on the TV in that sort of um you know horizontal view.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I'm used to playing the mobile version in, in in portrait mode in vertical mode. Okay. So for me, it's a little different. It feels Yeah, different. so you're
0: locked into landscape only. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess that's a little complaint I have, that it's a little zoomed in, the screen. And especially because the screen is like that sort of like uh, isometric or like diagonal bit. sort of thing. So like the right side of the maze sometimes gets blocked off by the side of the screen. Mm-hmm. And that I found a little, little bit of a problem. Also the scoring on the top and on the left sort of can obscure some of the screen as well well
1: that's one reason i play in portrait mode because in in landscape mode it's very it's kind of a little bit too much in the middle of the action and i Mm -hmm. find it a bit too intrusive yeah so i'd rather keep it high up in the screen where i can't really see it Mm -hmm. unless i you know unless i really look at it (laughs) but but you know it's just a little adjustment i got used to it i kind of can can sort of filter it out while i'm playing
0: yeah not a big issue for you
1: uh, it's not my favorite thing, but I can sort of work yeah. around it.
0: What do you think about the fact that they unlocked all the extra stuff, like the extra levels? Uh, well, yeah, because or you're... skins. I guess so. Level skins. They're not really
1: right levels. because that's one difference from the mobile version. Even though you can, even if you buy the game on mobile, you can either spend your the coins that you earn in the game on unlocking those those themes or those skins. Or you could um, choose to buy them, I guess, for cash. I think I don't, I don't forget what they are. Ninety nine cents each, maybe.
0: I think they were, yeah.
1: You know, things like um, so they, they reskin the game to look uh, like with like a Pac Mania theme or a, um, a you know a, a Pac Man CE style skin or things like that. They have a classic mode, which is more close to what the arcade game looks like which is what which is the one I tend to favor. I like that one you, you the like best that one. I like that one the best because I feel like I can see because Pac-Man's flat against the ground so like mm-hmm. I feel like I can see him more easily and I could more readily, de- you know, determine what direction I'm facing. Yeah. The other yeah. ones it's a little more vague. He's standing up. It's a little bit 3D-ish so I, it takes a little more like awareness to really tell mm-hmm. what he's doing. Uh, And then they have some wacky ones too. They have like office or you know some random ones that don't really seem to relate to anything. They have a crossy road theme, I guess. They do
0: right because it was the game was originally from the Mm -hmm. developers of that game, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's nice
1: that that stuff's available Uh. right away. You don't have to work to unlock it. Uh, I guess you see on the old on on the mobile game uh, when you get all the power ups. Uh, you you still have those themes to get to as they introduce them to sort of give you a goal, you know, things to spend your coins on. But once you've already got them, you don't really need it as much. I I say the plus side to that is now I can focus on just getting a high score. I don't have to worry about earning coins. Now I can just pick my favorite power ups and just keep pushing my mm-hmm. high score. And seeing how far I can get.
0: The only downside to that I see is on the mobile version, I've mentioned this also before, is you you don't you get a continue in the mobile version.
1: Right. You get one continue. One continue. Yeah, only one.
0: And in this version, for the consoles, you don't. Mm-hmm. It's just one life. Yeah.
1: So so far, my high score on the mobile version is about a hundred and three thousand. I think that's my best run. But that's with a continue. So mm-hmm. I got Maybe up to like sixty, and then I was able to push it like another fifty or That's forty it's it was a good lucky run i don't normally get that high. I think my average game is maybe twenty 000 to thirty thousand typically uh-huh. but sometimes I get good runs and I get a little higher on um, the p s four version so far um I think i'm like maybe twenty two thousand mm-hmm. because I still haven't up, up, unlocked all my power ups yet my uh my weapons. So I still have some work to do on that one.
0: Yeah, I guess that's the downside, too. Uh, playing games on different platforms, you have to
1: re-unlock
0: mm. all your sure. hidden stuff. and
1: yeah. yeah, like if I get a new high Red score, and- it's only on one system it's not represented everywhere but
0: that's okay i don't know i don't mind yeah you don't mind playing it so
1: i don't mind playing the game and i don't mind having other options to play it on like i don't have to worry about what's gonna happen if we're on ios 15 someday and it doesn't work
0: right and at least you have a version
1: (laughs) on Uh uh-huh you know i can always i I, i'll probably end up getting it on steam at some point too just to have it me too yeah because i'm at my pc enough
0: i mean like two three dollars right
1: it's five dollars normally. Yeah. So, so you know, uh, we picked it up on PS4 for two fifty. It was a fifty percent off sale. So that's pretty cheap.
0: Yeah. Well, we played multiplayer. What did you think of that?
1: Well, that's a new feature.
0: It's a, that's the one new feature. Yeah.
1: yeah. And I kind of like it. I think it's cool. I think it's uh, it adds a new layer to the game and. Um,
0: it's a co-op multiplayer, which is very Pac-Man-like, <laughs> except for Ms. Pac-Man if on the Sega Genesis. If
1: you're used to Battle Royale, yeah.
0: Uh, which, all oh, right, and then some of the modern mm-hmm. Battle Royale had that. Battle Royale was more of a versus game, because you have to try to get kill the other player. Yeah. it plays That plays a little bit different than Pac-Man. And is there another one that had the multiplayer... Uh, I don't know. That's it. Ms. Pac-Man is probably closer, because that was more like a competitive kind of thing, or like where you're sharing the score and stuff. mm uh, I, I like it. I think the multiplayer is good. You can have up to four, I believe. On... Um, four players. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. And I did notice a little bit of slowdown sometimes. Mm-hmm. It seems like the game kind of chugs a little bit.
1: I wonder if that's intentional or not. I don't know. It seems to happen right when you're reviving the other player or something. Right. Um, so, I don't know. It, that might be a feature.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, I, I wish there was more rules. Because in the multiplayer game, you're both playing on the same maze. So, you, you do get your own dots you can eat. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have your own scoring system. But if you die, the other player can revive you by just running into your... You're, you're, uh, when you die, you're, your Pac-Man will repair somewhere on the maze, and then the other player can come revive you, and your score continues when you get revived. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, if you get a fruit on the maze, like that is usually a multiplier. Right. And you share that multiplier between the two players. Yeah. The so fruit, the fruit is multiplied. So it's not like so even though it is like a competitive game, it's not really because I can't say oh I'm going to get the fruit before you, so I get the extra points and you don't. It's right, all that, that
1: aspect is shared, uh-huh. and the power ups are shared too.
0: That's another thing too. So, which is good in a uh, like um sort of like a friendly sort of way mm-hmm. because there were points where we played and I was just about to die, but because you got the power up, it turned the ghost blue. You know, and I was able to survive just that moment. Yeah. Well, it takes a little bit of teamwork
1: because yeah. sometimes. You might pick up something, and then I'm near another power-up, and I'm I'm kind of waiting for this one to finish so I can get the next one, uh-huh. rather than extend the current one that we've got. And then sometimes we've got a good string of power pellets going, and we want to try to keep it going, so we're all racing to get to the next one to, to keep it, you know. I think our, I don't know what our best uh, combo is, maybe 19 or 20 or something like that. mm it was <laughs> I don't know. It's fun when that happens.
0: Yeah, I wish there was a leaderboard for the multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll add that at some point. Because right now it just tracks leaderboards on, on single player.
1: Yeah. Those are good long games, too. I mean, I guess if you have a good a good partner to play with. Yeah. But I think... What's our high score now? I think it's like over 200,000, I think. It right? was
0: over 200, yeah. With, you know, in the co-op mode. Uh-huh. Yeah. But like, you know, like we said, the only way to really die is for both players to die at the same time. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, one dies and then you don't get a chance to revive the other person and you die too. Right, right. So you can, yeah, it can go on a pretty long time. <laughs> yeah. But it's cool. That game just keeps on giving, I feel. It's a quality game. Mm-hmm. And it makes me think, like, I, you know, there's so many games released every week. And I play something like that and I feel like... You can give me, like, that game, like, Rocket League, and, like, you know, a handful of games, and I'm fine all year. I don't even need a new game. Like, there's enough to play. I don't know.
1: Well, that's true for it multiplayer doesn't... games in general. Yeah. They have that longevity, because you're not you're not playing a game from start to finish, and then you're done with that game. Yeah. Multiplayer is, like, just endlessly renewing itself. High
0: replay value. Yeah,
1: because you just go in, and you play as much as you want, or until you get tired of it, and then you come back to it again.
0: I bet everyone has their, like, set of games that... Mm-hmm they could just go back to any time and you know if that was only like their six games they had they played those all year
1: yeah well that's that for me it was mmos for for a while Uh because that's just there's it's open-ended gameplay there's no finish really so that was a game that i would log into for five hours at a time and just you know, meet up with friends, do a few different things, spend some time crafting, some time selling on the auction. You know, it's a mix of of stuff to do, but it was like, it was my way to kind of unwind. Mm-hmm. But the downside to that is because it is such a time sink, I didn't, I didn't get to play a lot of other games. Uh, my first instinct would be to fire up that game and that was it. I was done for the day. <laughs> I,
0: yeah, right. I didn't
1: have time for anything else. So uh, that was the pro and con aspect to it.
0: And now you don't do that anymore?
1: No, no way. No. Well, my favorite game is gone. Do you feel
0: like Facebook replaced that at all?
1: Uh, no. no. I don't think okay. so. Facebook replaced AOL, <laughs> Facebook replaced the hub that you got logged into to get all your stuff.
0: I, I wonder if there's going to be a time where, like, AOL will be retro again and mm-hmm. people have, like, a sort of, like, artificial AOL, like, mock up things that you can, like, sort of pretend that you're on. Yeah. Like a revival of that style of.
1: AOL could have been that, I guess, yeah. if they had made it free to everyone and figured out a way to monetize it yep. to keep it relevant. But that didn't happen. I don't know. <laughs> I don't see it going back. We've seen competing, you know, social networks to Facebook, uh-huh. but but the problem is everybody's already on Facebook, so it's hard to give people a reason to go to something new could said the same thing about MySpace, but that did happen, so who knows? Right,
0: yeah, Friendster and <laughs> all old and all
1: the other ones. Yeah. yeah, somehow Facebook is sticking around.
0: Yeah, I don't know how they do it. Mm-hmm. Did you update your iPads and iPhones?
1: I didn't touch my iPads yet. You didn't? No. Just your PlayStation? And I don't have an iPhone, so okay. I can't update that. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, so you did play something. I did. All right. I decided to play a game that I knew only a, a, from its reputation of being uh you know a solid great game uh, i'm talking about gunstar heroes on the genesis mm. i had always heard about it how it's such a great game it's you know it's treasure you got to play it it's one of the reasons to own a genesis etc etc you know so i decided to you know just dive in and see what it's all about and how it plays uh Obviously, it's, it's a side-scrolling, run-and-gun action shooter in the vein of, of Contra, for example, but different. It's got its own personality and aspects to it that, that make it its own kind of game. Uh, so this was originally released back in September of 1993, published by Sega, developed by Treasure, the notorious developer. But we didn't know of them at the time because this was their first game. This was their...
0: Oh, it was their first? Very oh, first game,
1: yeah. yeah. So, the game starts off with this frantic introduction. A lot of stuff going on. I don't know who any of these people are. I don't know what's happening. But the story goes something like this. The Gunstar family are the protectors of Planet Gunstar 9. And an evil empire has kidnapped Green, a member of the Gunstar family... ...and brainwash them into helping them steal these mystical gems. And these gems once powered a robot that threatened to absorb the world's resources... ...but has been deactivated and these gems are now scattered. And as one of the Gunstar twins, either red or blue... (laughs) ...you have to fight against the Empire army and retrieve the gems... ...before they can escape with them to the world's moon and reactivate this robot known as golden silver. Not gold and silver, but golden silver. Mm-hmm. Golden, yeah. <laughs> uh so yeah, you 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 get to play as either character. I think um there there's obviously a two player co-op mode in this game, mm-hmm. which is it's terrible. Don't play two player. Don't play two player, huh? It's so confusing. Really? Yeah. Well, there is already it, a lot I going on. I think it's on. way
0: harder to, as a two player game. Mhm.
1: Well, I didn't get to play that one. Okay. So I only went through it in in single-player mode. And uh, one of the first choices you get is to choose which type of... um, which style of shooting you like. So do you want want, uh, free shot, which means you can move while shooting? Or do you want fixed shot, which means you sort of get rooted in place while you shoot? And free shot seemed like the right choice to me. (laughs) This game is... Fixed shot for me. Really? Yeah. Interesting. That's I play. I was shocked because I did try it briefly.
0: Well, can't you on on the free shot? Can't you also hold down the button so you can strafe? Or like you pause and you can still move your arm and and shoot. You can directions? you can choose
1: which way you shoot. Yeah, but you're you can't run. You're kind of fixed in place and in, in fixed shot. That's
0: the way I play. Mm-hmm. When you shoot, you don't move. Okay. Interesting. That's if I remember right, yeah. All right. Otherwise, you can't beat the bosses because you're constantly. Running as you're trying to shoot them from a distance, like you can't well, stand I, still and shoot I, and aim.
1: I feel like I was very vulnerable, okay. fixed in place. Huh. But but maybe it works in some situations.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, at least you have a choice, right? <laughs> uh, so there's uh, four different difficulty settings: easy, normal, hard, and expert. Ooh. So I played on normal. Normal. <laughs> that is the <laughs> default.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. There's. Uh, you know, three buttons used for controls. Uh, in addition to the D-pad for movement, there's uh, there's A to select which weapon you want to use. There's B for shooting and C for jumping. Now I remap that. You can go into options and change it. And I made uh, A for the shooting button, B for jumping, and then select was the C button. I like to put huh. that out on the far right, to change weapons. Okay. So this way I can focus on A and B for my running and jumping and mm-hmm. shooting. And in addition to those basic moves, though, you have a lot of extra moves beyond that. A lot of button combos and a lot of uh, different st- different kind of moves that you can do, right? So you could push down to, d- to duck. You've got a slide tackle. You've got a power tackle that you can do with a few different combinations. There's a dive move. Now that's one of the things that's different between the two characters. The dive in one case, in in Red's case is like this, you know, this jumping lunge sort of a move. Mm-hmm. Whereas Blue does a, a dive kick style move. So it's I don't know if there's really any difference in power. I think it's all the same. Mm-hmm. The, I don't remember the effect is don't the same. I think I ever
0: picked the blue character.
1: Yeah, I always I yeah. stuck with Red. Uh, there's also the, the the ability to do a wall jump uh there's this item pickups that you can do because there's several items that are dropped throughout the course of the game uh obviously another thing you could do is throw enemies this is another this is a unique feature to this game in terms of compared to other games of this style you can actually grab enemies and toss them across the screen like kind of like a brawler style game that's mm-hmm. blended with the with the shooting aspects so i thought that was pretty cool and there is of course a block move too which i didn't really use too much uh, now i mentioned the weapons there's uh you can choose your starting weapon but there's actually four different weapons that you can there's only one good weapon there's only one good one in your opinion yeah. i see uh so the four weapons are force which is kind of a plasma energy like rapid shot mm. there's lightning which is electricity that can pass through enemies there's chaser which is like laser darts, but they're also like kind of a homing shot. Mm -hmm. They move kind of slowly, though. Uh, And also fire, which is a short-range flamethrower. Now, obviously, you know, you can pick your favorite weapon type, but the other thing that makes this game cool is the weapon combinations, right? Where Mm -hmm. you've actually got two weapon slots that you can equip combinations of those four together to produce... More weapons.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that like a crafting? Like a very um, basic version of I, it?
1: I don't know if I would call it quite that, yeah. but it definitely gives you some flexibility and some choice mm-hmm. in, in the way you want to, your weapons to behave. And uh, you say there's a one right, right one. What does that mean? A
0: homing weapon.
1: The homing weapon, it right?
0: so much easier with the homing weapon. With but, chaser. Uh, yeah. So is that the chaser's a homing one? Mm-hmm. That with the like normal default shot. Mm-hmm. Is to me... So Force
1: plus Chaser. Yeah. I, I found that to be my favorite combination, did too. too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I found that with homing, I can I can focus on staying alive and getting out of the way of enemies while I continue to fire. And it kind of auto-hits a lot of times. Yep. Um But it doesn't always shoot in the direction you want it to. It'll pick its own target. So mm-hmm. sometimes you have to guide it a little bit to try to get it to hit the thing you're actually aiming at. But... That's just, you know, depends on how you like to play. Mm-hmm. Now, the other thing you get in the beginning of the game is stage select. You don't actually have to play the game in the same order every time, or there isn't one linear way to play it. There's a choice of four different stages from the start. There's seven stages total, but at least for the first four, you can choose what order to play them in. And the initial selections are Ancient Ruins, Underground Mine, Flying Battleship. And Strange Fortress. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. All of these choices are officiated by Professor White. He's one of the family members. He's um, Curiously, he's named Dr. Brown in the Japanese version of the game. Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I decided to...
0: Wait, doesn't Dr. Brown make the cream soda?
1: That's right. Maybe, maybe, that's, maybe, maybe were... that's one reason they decided not to call him that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Although, what is it called, Dr. White in... Professor White. Professor White, because isn't Doctor Light?
1: Yeah. Mega Man. Yeah. So right.
0: That's similar too. Okay. So
1: they are, you know, taking care to not step on any toes yeah. here. Well, I decided to just play it in the normal order, from you know left that's to right. That's usually what I do. Yeah. So I just dived into ancient ruins first, and I was not prepared for the sheer amount of chaos on the screen <laughs> in this game when I first fired it up. You got a horde of enemy soldiers coming in. Some of them have helicopter packs. There's flying drones. There's bombs being released. There's lasers firing, um, and they're not just trying to shoot me. They're trying to like try to jump on me and like wrestle with me yeah. and, and grapple me. And 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 that's when a lot of the the counter moves that you have come into play in the game. You
0: almost can't shoot them fast enough.
1: Mm-hmm. Right, and uh, that took a little bit of getting used to. And learning how to deal with that. And another thing that I noticed right away is that there's no lives in the game. You don't have a fixed number of lives. You have this vitality counter, which you start with a value of 100, whatever that means. But little by little, you notice as you take damage, that, that counter goes down. And then as you gather hearts that are dropped by enemies in the game, you get to restore your vitality or even increase it you know, well above your starting amount. So that's kind of a cool mechanic and as I understand that they introduced something like that to keep the flow of the game going. Unlike Contra where it's like one hit and you're dead. Mm-hmm. In this one you get to continue you get to keep the action going. You get hit but, you know, you get to move on and get your energy back and, you know, hopefully continue. Um, even when you fall into a pit in this game, you take some damage but you bounce right back onto the screen. You know, and that helps to keep the, the, the action Flowing freely You don't have to You get to experience the game And not just You know Memorize how to do it perfectly You know To survive mm-hmm. Or to get further So I think that was a nice Idea At the time To introduce something like that uh, There's also These mechanical birds That fly in Throughout the game They're um, Item carriers They might drop health They might drop new weapons And
0: um, You know you That helps shoot them A lot Mm-hmm. You know that you can shoot them multiple times, right? I've, I've, and they'll keep dropping things? I, I find that I can't keep up with them. They, yeah, they run away
1: pretty quickly. It's usually
0: coming out when there's a lot of stuff going on.
1: Right, right. And uh, as I understand it, I think if you, I think you can grapple it too, and you can yes. smash it. Yes, you can. Uh, I didn't pull that off very much you
0: don't actually grab it but if you do like the lunge move mm-hmm. he kind of like you can see he's hitting it as he passes through it and it kind of slows down uh-huh. but the bird i don't think the bird actually dies it just keeps going but it slows down because right. and it actually is taking some kind of damage
1: i think it's more likely to drop health when you do that yeah, too yeah uh-huh so that's uh, good to know <laughs> uh i don't get too far into the game before i encounter the first boss which is named papaya dance
0: papaya dance <laughs> and this
1: is a tall plant that releases these balloon bombs okay. all over the screen yeah now i remember and then occasionally there's like a giant caterpillar that kind of crawls into
0: yeah i yeah okay uh
1: so uh, this is the the big thing about this game is the just the sheer number of bosses that you get to fight
0: It's basically a big boss rush. I
1: I feel like that's like the soldiers and the minions that you fight along the way. They're kind of incidental. They're Mm -hmm. kind of just time wasters before you get to the boss. Really, yeah. So this is just sort of like a hint of what's to come. (laughs) Um, The next stage moves into like this, uh, from like a forest-like area into more of like a pyramid style. You have to climb up the steps of a pyramid, fighting all the whole way up. And then eventually into like a tree village where there's like, um, you know, it's because it's like a more of a wooded area, but the next boss who is at the top of this pyramid is named Bravo man. <laughs> he is made up of, uh, these 3d blocks, these 3d like looking crates, blocks. Right. Yeah. Made of crates. Right. With like kind of like a mechanical head. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very interesting, kind of a a boss. He he attacks with like spinning leg kicks. He keeps trying to do these leg sweeps to knock me over. He's also he also flies up into the air and does like a kind of like a spiral spinning move. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I didn't find him too hard. These are kind of like mid bosses, really, more than anything.
0: Yeah, these early bosses were pretty easy.
1: They're just kind of to get your feet wet.
0: They also have the same like vitality meter, I guess, sort of. Mm-hmm. So as you're shooting them, you can see just the number like decrease rapidly. Yeah,
1: yeah. His health is a lot higher than mine. It seems like a yeah. lot of a lot of them, anyway. And the next boss that I run into is named Pinky Rotor, and this is uh, sort of a mech. And I say sort of because it's more like a more like a power loader type of machine. It's not really like a robot, but it's uh, it's it's manned. This one. It's got a sniper in one of its arms, and that also is reflected in the name of the attack called Hitman Shot. And I think that's one another cool thing about this game is that all the bosses have named attacks too. So you get the little introduction screen before they come on. Announcing the name of the boss, and it also tells you what the special moves they have are. It doesn't tell you what they do, but it names them for yeah. you. And maybe you can guess, based on that, what they are.
0: It's a nice little touch, I thought.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like another one that the same boss has is named Iron Knuckle, which is like a spiked ball. So you can guess from that attack what that, what that means. Uh, so beating this particular boss ends the stage, and the blue crystal is retrieved. As a result of getting through it, which uh, takes me back to that stage select screen. So naturally, I pick the underground mine next because that's the next one in order. And
0: auto uh, scroll. This, is, an this is a yeah. this is this is
1: in the mine. You, you, Professor uh, White tells you he's got a special mine car for this stage. <laughs> so that rolls along the ground, and it can also roll along the ceiling of the mine. Uh, you know, the mine tunnel as you're moving through it, as well as the sides, because it also goes vertical at various points through, mm-hmm. through the stage, uh, of course enemies have the same type of vehicle, it seems. And, um, just because we're all flying through this stage in mine cars, doesn't stop them from trying to drop kick me and, yeah, you right. know, jump on me. And, uh, there's, there's several encounters with like a, so, sort of this weird post-apocalyptic looking train like this big train comes rolling through filled with enemies and um even in the vertical areas there's um there's like these pairs of car of sort of cars that roll along the side but they have the, they fire this beam between them and it creates like kind of a barrier mm-hmm. and you have to try to make sure you're not caught by that i don't think there's anything you could do to to destroy those though i think they kind of roll in
0: uh, now, when you double jump, mm-hmm. you change your the gravity, right?
1: Right. So you can change sides mm-hmm. by just kind of jumping up into the air and then jumping again to flip over to the other side. Yeah, which is an pretty useful. Mechanic,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: But the big thing about this stage is that it culminates in an encounter with a string of bosses known as the Seven Force.
0: Yeah, this is my favorite boss <laughs> of like almost any game. Uh huh. Yeah. It's I, very. I think I've told you about this one in the past.
1: You might have. Yeah. Yeah. Now, apparently I, I only it, it's named Seven Force because there's seven different forms that it can take. This boss can can morph into different shapes and and forms as you're fighting it. Uh I only had to beat 5 of them in this hmm. in my playthrough. I don't know if that's our uh, because of the difficulty setting, maybe because I played on normal. So, I'll tell you a bit about the ones that I encountered. Okay. So, the first one I ran into was Soldier Force. And this is kind of like a really sick-looking running robot, you know. He attempts to punch and throw his arms at me. He like throws them out across the screen. Mm-hmm. But the animation on this on this form is so cool. It looks so fluid. Yeah. And you know the the, the stage is flying by it like, you know, high speed. You have a
0: lot of like parallax scrolling in this stage.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess each form has sort of a life meter that you as you beat it down, it changes form into the next form. So the next one that it shows up is called the urchin force. And this is kind of a spinning wheel in the, in a shaft. Like now it's like vertical instead of running horizontally. Uh, This wheel is covered in spikes and it's very cool the way it kind of changes shape as it's spinning up, as it revs up, you see it like kind of tilting forward the way like a, like a, you know, like a race cars wheel would, would kind of, you know, bend forward in Mm -hmm. a cartoon or something. Um, it's, also will fire like energy balls as its health gets lower to kind of increase the danger that it presents. But after beating that one, the next one is called the crab force. And, uh, and actually I think, I think you get random forms depending on your different playthroughs. You don't always get the same one or, or in the same order. Yeah. Uh, but this particular one didn't look very crab like to me and uh, except that it's all red mm-hmm. and it's kind of mechanical looking um, all it does is kind of hurl these obstacles for me to jump over. Mostly it's like a jumping challenge. Just stay alive while you're taking it down, you know, without running into the... He's still uh,
0: shooting it as you do all you're this, still shooting
1: yeah. it to take it down, but um, it's it feels like a little more of a passive attack. Um, the next one is Eagle Force. <laughs> this one is very weird to me because this is like a big blue bird that kind of contorts itself into different shapes that I have to try to like get past it without getting hit as it's like changing shape uh i think that shape changing maneuver is called dance dance that's the that's the style of attack that it has so i guess it's actually dancing Mm -hmm. (laughs) in place which is kind of weird but the final one that i faced off was called blaster force and this one uh really doesn't pull any punches about what it does because it's a giant pistol.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's a giant gun that spins around and shoots like with every shot it takes a spin and shoots again. Mm-hmm. And that makes it a bit predictable at least, you kind of know when it's going to fire. Uh it does also stop to reload periodically, so that's a good chance to get a lot of hits in. Uh so there are a couple of other forms, but I didn't I didn't encounter them during this playthrough, so Uh, There's something called the Tails Force and also the Tiger Force. Mm. But once I beat this boss, I get a green gem for clearing this stage. And then it's back to select again, where the flying battleship is up next. (laughs) So apparently a ship is launching and the first order of business is to climb up this tower that's next to the ship to try to catch up to it and get on top of the ship before it takes off. Uh, so this is an auto-scrolling kind of a thing. There's like levels coming down from the top of the screen and I have to keep jumping up. Meanwhile, there's enemies on the side shooting and trying to you know, keep me from, from accomplishing this. But uh, it doesn't take too long to get to the top. There's soldiers with helicopter packs up there continuing to attack. Um, but I move into the ship and fight a few more waves of minions until the first boss on this stage appears named Swapping Reg. <laughs> and this is a two-legged sort of robot manned with by like three soldiers on the top of it and um it's pretty easily defeated because there's this wire that's above them that i can just jump onto and just i can either hang from the wire or i can jump on top of the wire and just shoot them very easily and uh, it doesn't take much to, to blow them up um the next area's got a short fight on the wings of a helicopter
0: mm-hmm.
1: with the leader, who I saw previously in the mines. He was like kind of driving the train. Yeah. It's like
0: some muscle dude, right? Uh, this is a different
1: guy. This guy's okay. the one that he, he sort of has like a, a red suit.
0: Oh, okay. Does he look like, uh, like Bison from Street Fighter? I, I
1: would say he dresses like Bison. He doesn't yeah, really yeah. look like him because yeah. he's really kind of scrawny by comparison. Uh-huh. But yeah, he, he kind of has that look. And uh, at first, I face him on the on the helicopter. He kind of laughs as he flies around. He's got a jetpack, and he and it's it's kind of cool. The there's like a synthesized laughing sound that you kind of recognize as a as a laugh. Uh, but it's a very short fight, and then the the brawler guy that you mentioned uh, named Orange shows up. He's the next boss. Mm-hmm. As you notice, a lot of the characters in this game are all based on colors. <laughs> at least all. I the- wonder
0: why that is.
1: Uh, I wonder too. I wonder what the inspiration for that was. Um, his name in the Japanese version of the game is GI Orange. <laughs> he's right. um, he's you know this big muscle dude. He's got a lot of wrestling style moves. Definitely tries to jump on you. He's got a flying elbow. He does body slams. And he's like
0: certain slaughter.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, he will even grab onto the helicopter's rotor to spin around, spin around and yeah. then yeah. release himself to crash into me. <gasps> Uh, so since I'm on in a helicopter There's also the danger of getting knocked off the wings of, of, the, of the chopper If I throw him off He comes right back up So that's not really a way to win With a ring out of some kind uh, But after winning Finally we fall to the ground Where he gets embedded headfirst in the pavement And um, Releases the di- uh, Like a diamond like gem at the end Uh, Now I noticed one of his attacks when he's introduced, Mm -hmm. is called break wind, (laughs) but I'm not sure which of his attacks that actually corresponded to, because it's, it's not what you think when you think of that word, of those words (laughs) together. Uh, But that was an interesting choice to call it that. (laughs) So now we lead into the final selectable stage in this area called the strange fortress. And, In this one, there's a few waves of enemies and a few gun turrets until I get to what's labeled as Black's Base. And I guess he's the boss of this area. Um, But it's also known as the Dice Palace. And I'm shown kind of like what looks like a board game (laughs) with a series of squares. And most of them say fight on them, right? But some say take an item. And a couple of unique ones... <laughs> that are just labeled by themselves with like a boss square at the very end. So I figure, all right, well, this looks like it's gonna be a lot of work.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's interesting, right? I remember first encountering that. And I'm like, this is so bizarre. This game's weird.
1: <laughs> You're given like a board game in yeah. the middle of this action shooting game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's an interesting mechanic. Mm-hmm. Um, it appears that this boss, Black, is a bit of a gambler type, so he likes to play games and you're given a giant die that falls down, which you can pick up and hurl across the screen, and it bounces, and it produces a, 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 a roll, a number, right? And the first one that I get is a 2, which brings me to an item room, pretty harmless. There's three weapons and a vitality heart there that I can pick from. Just,
0: these rolls are random. They're random. I've played through this many times, and it's not always the same. Right, right. You don't always get the same die, die roll. Right, which means... That you're not going to play all of them right. on so your you first might not time through. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Uh, Because I roll again, and I get a three this time. And that brings me to uh, something called Minion Soldier. And he's a tiny little guy. He's like a third of my size. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like finding Ant-Man, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's as strong as anyone. He can pick me up and throw me around. Um, sometimes he spawns a bunch of decoys... But overall, he's pretty easy to to, to kill off. Um, I should say, even through up to this point and throughout the whole game, I, I'm pretty much stuck on using that same weapon combo. I, I really like that combination, and it helps, especially for things like this mm-hmm. where you have like a really small target and you don't have to worry about really aiming to shoot at him. Yeah. So I find that that's pretty useful. Uh, on the next roll, I get a measly mm-hmm. one. <laughs> So I end up uh, fighting an enemy called Melon Bread.
0: Melon Bread, I love Melon (laughs) Bread. He's one. He's like my second favorite in the game.
1: Uh, I wonder why. I don't know. This is a weird floating face made up of just eyeballs That was
0: so cool when i first got to this boss.
1: right it's it there's no solid parts to him he's just a red nose and teeth and and, and eyes floating around he looks like something out of one of those early cgi demos yes, yeah.
0: That's what you know it reminds like those of- those
1: demo reels where it's just like <laughs> yeah. you know it's like a juggler for some reason or it's you know like,
0: hey guys look, look what we can do with with triangles and circles look what we can do with computers these yeah.
1: days you know so maybe there was something to that. And the name, like, why did they choose Melon Bread? It have absolutely nothing to do with that. It, I think they just have a wacky sense of humor. Yeah. I think it's, I think this is an aspect of treasure. They wanted to, they just, you know, because they had, were, they were just fresh out of being part of like a bigger company. They wanted to just go nuts and just come up with, you know, whatever they wanted, whatever they felt like throwing into the game. Mm-hmm. So this is, I guess, a result of that, that, that philosophy, um, he was pretty easy to beat though Occasionally he'll drop a bomb or something But I didn't really find it too challenging On the next roll I got an, a, a 3 Which leads to kind of a mini maze game The challenge is to kind of um, get through this maze Called uh, Russian Go And there's like a few goons in here Nothing really to worry about But it is a timer You have one minute to escape um, and I finished in less than half that time, so I didn't really think that was a big problem. Uh, I rolled another three, and I'm starting to get suspicious of this die at this point that I can't get anything higher than a three.
0: Yeah, it's a no, six-sided die. I think I've
1: gotten it. Really? Yeah. I didn't get anything higher than There's that.
0: Time. Maybe on easy, you can fly through it a little bit quicker. Maybe mm-hmm. that's what it has to do with.
1: That could be. Well, this this, this three leads to vortex base. and basically there's a core at the bottom that I have to destroy, but there's lasers that will fire through a set of spheres. So like there's these balls around the edge of the screen, and lasers will fire up, and they'll light up, depending on which path they're going to take. And you have to try to kind of shoot at the core at the bottom, but avoid the lasers being shot out. So this one was a little more challenging. Uh, I roll another three this time. That leads to Super Gondola.
0: (laughs) Which one's that? I now,
1: this know. is a tough one. This is, like, kind of like a series of cannons at the top, firing these lasers or dropping bombs that blow holes in the floor that I can fall through, potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like a conveyor belt at the bottom, and it starts moving, like, very herky-jerky. It doesn't really move in, like, a consistent way. Um, it's annoying, but I survived to get through it. And, you know, it's kind of like, I don't know, it, there's, like, multiple cannons at the top of the screen to destroy. Um but I roll another one afterwards. It gets me to another take an item type of room. Um, I always end up taking vitality when I go to those because I, I want to keep... always use extra uh-huh. extra health is best to keep me alive. And I like the weapon combo that I have, so I didn't want to mess with that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, b- basically, I noticed like the square right before the boss is labeled back to start. <laughs> 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 so I definitely did not want to land on that one. I was lucky enough to avoid that by uh, rolling a two instead. Mm-hmm. And I land on the boss square named uh, Black Beat Stepper, which I guess is the name of the the pod that he's in. He's like kind of like in a weapon pod with two big stomping feet. And Black himself looks a bit like a Japanese gangster. He's like dressed all in black. He's got black shades. He looks like he's like a high roller type. <laughs> um the room is lined with these colored panels. And he rolls a die to determine how many steps he takes in this, in this mech that he's in. And which attack he's going to do. Because he's got a few different styles of attacks. He can fire either with lasers or fireballs or bombs. And I couldn't really keep track of what was going on. It was really pretty pretty fast-paced. Just trying to finish him off as fast as possible. And even after beating him, he's a bit of a wise guy. Because he falls to the floor... And he throws out a gem, yeah, but it's a fake gem. It's an exploding gem. If you go to grab it, you'll it'll blow up in your face. (laughs) And I wasn't close enough for that to happen. But uh, I shoot him again, and then that causes him to release the real red gem. (laughs) So after that's done, I, I go back to our little command center or whatever you know, wherever the professor's hanging out, and I find out that the Empire has kidnapped Yellow, one of our allies and I have to go rescue her of course so I'm in this sort of modern city like stage there's a lot of cool scenery in this There's gunstar gum billboards in the background Uh, it's kind of a long slog with like a few weird mechs mixed in until I reach uh, someone named final great soldier (laughs) right Uh but he looks a bit dizzy or drunk or just tired I don't know what the deal with him was but that boss previously, that we talked about before in the red suit shows up, and he's named Smash Daisaku. Uh, he's kind of takes over the fight. So he's kind of the unannounced kind of uh, pinch hitter for this fight. Um, his name Daisaku actually means epic in Japanese. I don't know why they chose to keep it in Japanese, yeah, but right. that's what it's all about. Uh, I think actually he's called uh, something else. In, in the Japanese oh, in, in the US manual. I think they called him something else, but I forgot to, to write it down. Um, he's got two phases of attack. He first starts off with a jetpack attack where he flies around dropping bombs and occasionally he'll do like a little corkscrew maneuver towards me. Uh, but after his jetpack gets blown up, he keeps fighting, he lands on his feet and he keeps fighting and um, he's got a big pistol that shoots fireballs and he also jumps into the air and does these extended kicks. Like, uh, you know, kind of like Dalsim style mm-hmm. kick, but not too bad to beat him. He's uh, an easy boss, I, I think. And that leads to a completely new stage where um, I'm, you know, presented with a few cutscenes and suddenly I'm in space in sort of a Gradius style side shooter. Type of a stage This is um, The point where I'm chasing The Empire's Spacecraft now To catch up to it And it's Squadrons of ships To, to destroy There's a There's a mini boss Named uh, Timuron Who appears With a challenge He says How long can you last <laughs> Right uh-huh. Uh huh He just summons These like kind of Slow moving fireballs And there's a Timer running And basically However long You get to live You get Sort of a time bonus you know and that like when you finally beat him, you get like a bonus points for whatever amount of time you manage to survive without destroying him. so that's an interesting sort of reverse psychology to go on you know to to see like how long can you last in this fight without actually attacking the boss? but you know you can't sit there forever. <laughs> so I move on. the battle continues. I'm near this giant like capital ship, sort of like this really big ship, much bigger than mine. There's asteroids streaming by until a boss called the thousand millimeter gun is encountered now i'm not that familiar with the metric system but isn't a thousand millimeters just one meter (laughs) Uh, it seems like a very elaborate name (laughs) but maybe it stands for something else maybe the mm means something else in this context
0: right yeah that could be
1: well basically this enemy is a big gun turret on the side of the ship it fires mortars but it didn't didn't last too long i was able to beat it pretty quickly um, some more shooting until my old pal the 7th force shows up again it's labeled the final assault very confidently but it keeps shifting into its multiple forms it doesn't really stay in one form very long uh, including a couple that I didn't see before when it was in the mine shaft
0: so you got the tiger force
1: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Good, but it's much easier this time because I have full freedom of movement now in this spaceship that I'm in I don't have to worry about you know, surviving on the side of the wall or something like that. Uh, so after beating it, I finally board the ship that I was chasing. Another set of boss encounters. The first being the Core Guard system, and this had this is a pretty impressive stage because I think you know the game is pretty impressive overall. But so, but for some reason, this stage in particular, I thought it was really cool because it was very 3D like. Right, you sort of um, encounter. Uh, some kind of power core that has uh, a few different styles of attack. First, the the attacks are called unit of the hammer, unit of the dragon, and unit of the runner, right? Mm -hmm. So the hammer is basically this great effect of this arm swinging around the core in like pseudo 3D. Uh, Lasers fire from above and it occasionally tries to smash me on the ground. Uh, the dragon phase is a string of spheres that fly around, and they kind of release this blue smoke. Not quite as bad as the first one. Uh, a swarm of drones will explode in between the the attacks, and the whole room starts spinning. Now, and this runner shows up. Another big running style boss. Mm-hmm. Um, he looks like he could be Vector Man's cousin, but blown up yeah. <laughs> like full screen. You know. <sighs> He winds up his arm and shoots these energy balls, but again, I didn't find him as bad as the first attack. Um, when I finally get all his health down, the fight ends with his head on fire as he crashes into the core, and it blows up, and that pretty much ends the stage and leads to the final one called The Final Battle. hmm and here, the Empire's bosses are kind of all gathered together. All the, all the main bosses that I've beaten before are all watching me on a screen. And I'm thinking, I'm probably going to have to fight them all again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so first up is uh, something called Duck Battalion. And this is a big chicken walker type of mech. All I have to do is duck down when it's like stomping its feet and just avoid the laser fire when it's jumping up into the air, like jumps up into the air and fires diagonally. Um, Not so bad at all, really. Uh, One of the pilots will then kind of attack in a similar style. Once you destroy it, the pilot will get out and also try to attack in a similar way. Uh, A a series of obstacles later, Pink Lobster shows up. (laughs) And this is a cool-looking mech. They were going to go with Red Lobster. Right. Right. That one was taken, though, that, that name... Uh, I'd say this mech looks more like a crab than a lobster, but it kind of blows bubbles and slashes with a claw. Like the bubbles will float me up into the, you know, towards the top of the screen. Uh, the bubbles themselves don't do any damage, but you take some falling damage when you drop down. Finally, it is commanded by pink herself and her henchmen. That's why it's pink lobster. Uh, so next orange has to jump in and deal with me. Mm -hmm. And obviously, like I said, the bosses are all watching on the screen and they're all like, yeah. you know, watching the fight. And you see them get up and leave. because <laughs> yeah, they know a fight. Because they're going to be the next yeah. boss. Yeah.
0: And that Little touches like that were nice. Mm-hmm.
1: I thought it was cool. I also wonder if that was like a trick to shrink down the actual play right. field. Yeah,
0: I was going to get to that. Uh-huh. <laughs> <'Cause> there <laughs> are a lot of tricks to push the Genesis to mm-hmm. do some impressive scaling and rotation effects that yeah. were not capable on that console. You would think not, right? So they did shrink the screen on many spots. Yeah. I wonder about that. But then at the same
1: time, I look at the other screens in the game, and I notice, wow, they're they're doing like... It's all full screen, and it's not really... Uh,
0: not on the original. There were black bars on the side yeah? of some okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, maybe I didn't notice it. Uh, well, so Orange is up next. He's very fast. He's got a few energy attacks that keep me constantly moving like basically there's there's two platforms to fight on so i constantly run away from him and jump up to the next level all trying to shoot him and meanwhile he's chasing me he wants to get his hands on me very um you know like very persistently so that helps to just keep him away from me once i beat him the next one is black fly and this time black is piloting a kind of like this hovering car that's, like, in an elevator.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Meanwhile, there's, like, various, like, laser gates that are formed. This one was really tough. I, I thought, I mean, basically, it was it was possible to hop off onto the side of the elevator to avoid getting trapped by them. But, I don't know, it was moving so fast. I, I didn't think it was really... Um, I was worried about getting crushed, you know. before And that did happen a couple of times if I stayed too long on the side. So, this one was just a slog to get through. It was really tough, I thought. And on the very next screen is Green. He's, like, waiting. Like, as soon as I beat Black, he's, like, waiting right there. Um, Who also chooses to fight me hand-to-hand. And he mainly throws stars and tries to rush and, like, throw me. Um, Occasionally, I block, you know, I can occasionally block the shots, but constant jumping and shooting between the two levels, like, pretty much finishes off that fight. And... So the final fight, the climax, as it's labeled, is um, not who I think it's going to be. I think, I, you know, like I see, like one last figure left watching the screen, who is known as Colonel Red, even though he's not red. He's gray in Je- in the Japanese version of the game. Uh, he's named Gray. Oh, all right. <laughs> he's not. He is. He's dressed in gray, but yeah. for they some reason they called name? him Colonel Red. You know, I thought that's who I was going to fight next, but. I guess the leader of the empire pretty much. But at that point, gold and silver appears, right? The, the, the robot that I was warned about. Um, basically the gems have all formed to animate this robot. I guess they've all combined. And he reminds me a lot of kind of like an SNK style fighting character. Mm-hmm. Cause he's got this ability to teleport. He can throw energy waves along the ground Um, you know, just his general fighting style, it feels like he's one of these ridiculous bosses that you would run into in one of those SMK fighting games, but he's actually not the target of the fight. The true target are the gems that are floating above his head. Uh, they all take turns attacking too. The gems have different attacks and different styles. I can also, you know, kick and punch the gems. I can take them and throw them across the screen. So I thought that was a a cool little extra element in this fight. Uh, but, you know, they have a lot of health But you just wear them down And basically, that's Basically the end of the game Once defeated, there's like a little epilogue Cutscene explaining what happens next uh, You know, the Green Is released from his influence You know, is released And has like one final act Of, of courage to, to sort of Try to redeem himself for his evil acts And then basically You get the credits for the game and uh, overall, it was a pretty uh, quick game. I mean, uh, I'd say maybe a little over an hour, basically.
0: Yeah, I guess if you don't really have to continue, right. Much,
1: right? So, I did have to continue a couple of times, uh-huh. and um, it does put me pretty far back.
0: Yeah, I thought that you restart the stage. I, I, would...
1: uh, I don't think so. Okay. I think like I was, I was in the middle of one boss fight. And I died during that fight, and then basically it put me all the way back at, like, the previous boss fight. Not uh-huh. at the beginning of the stage, but it kind of sent me back a little bit further in the stage. All right. Um, you know, overall, I thought the game started off kind of tough, but I got used to it. I guess I just had to it's adjust. It's tough game, I think. It's, it, is, it is a hard game.
0: Yeah. I don't think it's as hard as, like, Contra Hardcore or anything, but mm-hmm.
1: it's
0: definitely not. Like, it looks like a kid's game, but it's really not.
1: Right, right, because it's got a very cartoon-like yeah. appearance. Um, yeah, I mean, one, one, a few things that I appreciate about the game, a lot of, a lot of nice graphical touches in the game. Like there's little natives hiding in the background of the ancient ruins.
0: It has a very Metal Slug feel to it mm-hmm. in that respect. Like I, I actually just looked it up to see when Metal Slug was made, and it's an older game. Mm-hmm. But it has a lot of those like little comedy touches to it.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, like in the mines, there's like a train that goes by and it has like a bunch of sleeping soldiers in it. Yeah. And you don't have to shoot them actually, mm-hmm. but I, I I ended up shooting them just because they're in the way. Like it's hard to avoid not shooting them.
0: Yeah. And, and isn't it yeah the train like is is burning, and there 's like guys trying to run to chase it or something right there's like a later point right where
1: like um you see you see uh <laughs> like the boss in one of the in the in the locomotive and like, yeah. there 's a whole bunch of guys like piled in there and he 's like punching them he's for, like, for like yeah, for like not beating me or something like that <laughs> uh-huh. I'm, I'm assuming. Um, even the way the screens like fade in and out during the, the dice palace, it, it's almost like a TV show, you know, almost like watching like a game show on TV where mm-hmm. like they're doing fades between the different scenes. It's almost like there's like a video toaster in the cartridge, you know, <laughs> like, like yeah. doing all these wacky effects. Uh, even when I'm in space, there's like tiny spacemen carrying power ups. Like, they, they, you see them pushing the power up on the screen. Mm-hmm. Presumably for them, for, like, their side, I'm assuming it's, like, for their soldiers to pick up. But I shoot them off of it, and I'm able to take it if I want to. Um, you know, just all the general special effects in the game. Like, even from the startup screen, you get the rotating treasure logo yeah. in the beginning. Um, the 3D-like bosses. All running full speed, no slowdown. A real technical feat.
0: It was definitely a game that they could have not done on a Super Nintendo. There's no way, without suffering from extreme slowdown. Like, it just wouldn't be able to handle all the mm-hmm. action on the screen.
1: Well, I, 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 I did see like in an interview with, uh-huh. uh, you know, the president of the company. Um, they were saying like, you know, you guys came from doing games for Super Nintendo yeah. to to doing games for Sega. Like, like, what was that like? You know, what was that transition like? And basically they said, you know, like the Mega Drive, you know, what they refer to it in Japan, it has a 68,000 processor. So that's a very easy chip for programmers to work with. You know, I mean, even though they had years of experience making games for the Super Nintendo, they say that, you know, like the Super Nintendo was a bit of a pain to work with in terms of getting the most out of that hardware. Like it had hardware features to help these things, Mm -hmm. but you had to do it its way. Like it had a way of of doing it. You had to kind of conform... to to those standards, to doing it. But meanwhile, like, the Genesis was a little more flexible. Like, you can program these things in, in a way that might not have been possible. Yeah. You know, um, I I know that, you know, they, they were a little annoyed with the limitations of the Genesis color palette. And they had to actually program the game with multiple palettes to actually increase oh, really? the, the number of colors being displayed on the screen it's, so a,
0: it's a very ungenesis colorful looking game right. <laughs> like yeah I, you wouldn't think of it because you always think of like those muddy kind of you know small color palette type games you know that Genesis can do mm-hmm. but when you look at this is like the greens are very bright there's blues. There's oranges, all nice bright colors.
1: Yeah, they actually said that uh, you know normally the Genesis is limited to sixteen colors on screen, but they were able to program it with multiple palettes. So they actually did it with thirty-two colors. So That's that helps to add some depth and and some you know brighten the appearance a little bit. Uh, so as I said, you know they 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 were this was their first game. This the the team left Konami in nineteen ninety two. They formed this new company mm. to do these kind of games. Um, the game was done in about 10 months. Hmm, it's not bad. By only seven people worked on it. Wow. <laughs> uh, many of the team that worked on the game had worked on Contra 3 and Super Castlevania 4 for Super Nintendo. Uh, so you could see some yeah. overlap, some similarity in style. Uh, there's definitely some inspiration there. Uh, they actually had some other ideas for the title of the game. Originally, they wanted to call the game Blade Gunner. Hmm. In honor of Blade Runner. Oh wow! <laughs> uh, they also had another idea called Lunatic Gunstar. That was the original title that they had come up with, but Sega of America didn't like Lunatic being used in the title. They mm-hmm. thought it was like a kind of a negative term. Yeah. So they suggested Gunstar Heroes. They thought that that was more appropriate.
0: What is a Gunstar?
1: I guess that's they just a cool oh, okay. word. Oh, I didn't they know liked. If it was like a
0: Japanese term or something.
1: No, no, okay. I think it's just you know a name they liked, so mm-hmm. they wanted to use it. Um... But, you know, you can really hear Konami's heritage in the music, too, in the game.
0: Yeah, I think the music's very good.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, both the music and the sound effects in the game were done after the game was completely done. Oh, wow. So they finished the core game, and then they handed it over to the sound team to do the music and sound effects. Because the guys responsible for that wanted to know what the whole experience was going to be like to make, like, appropriate mm-hmm. um, sound samples and clips and things like that. That would match like the the progress of the game. Uh, almost everyone in the company was from Konami. Uh, some of their previous titles also included uh, Bucky O'Hare <laughs> uh, for arcade, or is uh, I believe NES? so, okay. and Simpsons Arcade also. Okay. And uh, I think some of them also worked on Axle for the mm, for the Super it's a good NES one too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So they were, you know, kind of exclusive to Sega for a while after doing this game, at least for a good five years before they finally released games for other platforms. Mm -hmm. Um, I think uh, they went on to do McDonald's Treasure Land was their next game. It's another good one. (laughs) Uh, Dynamite Heady. It's a good one, too. Um, They did uh, a game based on an anime called Yu Yu Hakusho. It was a fighting game also on Genesis. Uh, Alien Soldier, Light Crusader. These are some of their
0: yeah. future I don't games. I think ever made it to the U.S., right?
1: Um, some of them did. Alien Soldier didn't. No. And okay. Yu Hawk Show didn't. Um, but they finally, uh, I guess, did games for another platform with Silhouette Mirage, which right. was a dual release for PlayStation and Saturn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they went on to do more games after that. Yeah, yeah. So they have a pretty good history uh, it doesn't seem like they've done a lot lately, so I'm not really sure what they're up to.
0: I think they are disbanded. I don't think they're together. I wonder. But as of like 2013 or something, I could be wrong, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought I read that somewhere. Yeah. Because uh, it was supposed to be a Treasure's Greatest Hits or something, like Collector Disc, and that never happened, I think, because of that reason, because they just shut down. Mm-hmm. I wonder. Yeah.
1: Uh, So this game is available on other platforms and in other ways. You can get it on Wii Virtual Console, released in 2006. Okay. There was a version released on PS2, in Japan only, also in 2006. Hmm. Uh, It was part of uh, Sega Ages 2500 series. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So volume 25 of that series is called Gunstar Heroes Treasure Box.
0: I wasn't aware that that was one of the games. That's cool. Mm -hmm.
1: The interesting thing about this release is that it actually contains a prototype version of the game that has a lot of changes to the game that before they were before they were finalized in in the cartridge release. There's a lot of interesting stuff that was changed. Huh? I'll Uh, look that up. That's actually a hidden feature on the game. You can't just select it. You have to do a a certain something in the menu to get it Mm -hmm. to appear. Uh, I think that game was also released on PSN in Japan in 2002. So, if you have a way of playing that, that's another way to get it. Uh, it was also released for XBLA and PSN for Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 mm-hmm. in 2009. Apparently, this version is not looked that too too fondly because um, in the co-op mode is not doesn't work the same. Hmm. You can't revive your your teammate when he goes down oh, wow. in this version, and uh, you also I don't I don't know if that's because of the leaderboards I support. What, yeah, maybe I'm, I'm suspecting mm-hmm. that might be the reason because there are online leaderboards as well with sure. that version. So maybe they don't want the scores to get too out of control with infinite continues. Um, There was a version for iOS released in 2010, but I don't think that's available anymore. It's not, no. I still have it, though,
0: Mm if you want to try it.
1: It's (laughs) not easy to play on that touch screen. I imagine not. Yeah. It's it's also available on Steam. In 2011, it was released as either a standalone title or as part of the Genesis Classics Pack 4, along with nine other games. That's probably the better value if you want more than one game. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, There's other versions of this game, too. There's a Game Gear release that was done in 1995. That was released in Japan only. That was developed by M2. It wasn't done by Treasure themselves. Um, Several stages and elements were changed, so it's not quite the same game, but it retains a lot of the same inspiration, obviously. Uh, Of course, there was Gunstar Super Heroes on the Game Boy Advance. Released in 2005. Mm-hmm. That's sort of a sequel, sort of a remix version of the original yeah, game.
0: Yeah, I, I was a little disappointed by that one, but... mm mm-hmm.
1: I never yeah. played it. I understand that fans don't like it a whole lot. Yeah. I don't really... It's sort of... I don't know, it's missing something. I don't know what it is, but mm-hmm. it's hard to say. It's weird, too, because I think uh, that was at a time when Treasure said, we don't do sequels. We're always yeah, going right. to do new stuff and, and take chances and do different things. Uh-huh. But maybe there was some, you know, some pressure to to put this game out. And also there was a, there's a version on 3DS called 3D Gunstar Heroes. Oh, wow. uh, Released in 2015. Also done by M2. It's part of the 3D Classics line. Uh, It adds a couple of new things. So obviously it renders the stages in the 3D view that the 3DS can do, which is pretty cool. Um, but it also adds a couple of new gameplay modes. Um, there's one thing, there's one version called mega life, which doubles the lives that every player gets, which can be useful, I suppose. And there's also something called all spec, which allows you to do any weapon combination, uh, combine anything with anything, mm-hmm. which I guess might not have been possible hundred percent in the original version. Uh, so lots of ways to play the game. No excuse. It was. It's
0: also on the Genesis Flashback.
1: Plug oh, is and, it? Plug and
0: Play. Yeah. Ah, all right. It's one of the built-in games. Okay.
1: So. I wonder how the music holds up on that one.
0: Uh, it's going to be rough. <laughs> I'd imagine. I've heard some of the samples from other games on there, and it's not good. Hmm. Okay. I'd be curious to try it, though. Mm-hmm.
1: I want to I hear it glitch out. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, you need a cartridge to do that, I guess, too, mm-hmm. right? Uh, on eBay... Cheapest loose cart I saw was around $28, hmm. not including bootlegs. <laughs> I know you yelled at me last time for even bringing up repros or bootlegs of these games. But there's a lot of games that were sold with, with box, but not with the manual, or with the game and the manual, but no box. Most of those are between 45 and $65. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you want one complete in nice condition, it seems it's about 75 to 110 to get a nice, clean version of this game.
0: Are there, were there any that still had the original fruit roll-ups in it?
1: <laughs> Did you notice that? I didn't notice anything All like right. that. Was was that actually... When I, when
0: I bought mine, it had a, a package of fruit roll-ups inside.
1: Wow. Yeah. Maybe if it's it was sealed. Like
0: a, yeah, yeah, I guess it would have the sticker maybe if it was sealed. Because I don't know if... It, I have to check my copy if it's printed on the actual artwork. I don't mm-hmm. think so. I think it was just on the label on the, the plastic wrap. Hmm. But yeah, there was a a promo Sega did for a while.
1: (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah. Uh,
0: It was tasty. It was good. Yeah, I'm sure.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, if you want some uh, more coverage of this game, if this wasn't enough, uh, Genesis Gems podcast also covered this game last year in episode 24. So, check that out if you want another perspective on it. And... There you go. I guess uh, we can get into some pickups, perhaps, if we have any.
0: Yeah, sure. Uh, What did I pick up this week? I've picked up Transformers movie. Oh? (laughs) It's re-released on Blu-ray. That's (laughs) what you need, right? A
1: a 30-year-old movie on Blu-ray. You do, in some cases, yeah, I'd say so.
0: So I I was sort of unsure about whether to buy this because I've seen the movie so much. It's I like the movie, but it's it's not a favorite of mine. There's a lot of things I don't like about the movie. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I can acknowledge that it's not a great film, but the reasons why I like it are sort of like nostalgia for me. And, yeah. you know, I do like the beginning parts. It is based on a 4K master. Mm-hmm. So they claim they retu- retouched it. And fix some of the color issues That Mm -hmm. some of the other versions had I didn't watch the whole movie I I got about a half hour in And There's definitely a lot less Noise in the picture Compared to the DVD release from a few years ago Mm -hmm. Which is I guess a good thing But the colors are more muted now And I guess that is In making it look more Like color realistic They tone down a lot of the colors So it looks a little darker Mm, okay. And I'm not sure, maybe because I'm, I'm used to watching the other copy, that it looks a little worse to me. Mm-hmm. But I guess the truth is probably looks more accurate to what the original looked like. I guess I'm just not used to it now. Because like in the, when I looked at like the blue the previous version on DVD, like Hot Rod, it was very pink looking, you know, like a bright pink almost. Uh-huh, right. And in this version, like his pinks are more like toned down, and his reds aren't as bright and stuff. Hmm. So this little thing. They also removed in this version some of the toy commercials that were in the DVD release originally. The extras. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, the extras. And uh, this version I picked up was a steelcase limited edition. Okay. Which uh, I think is out of print. It might have just been a, an original release. I don't know. Hmm. But that was another incentive to for me to be like, oh, you know, I guess I might as well before you know, just because it's a special item.
1: Yeah, I've noticed there's been... And it was
0: kind of cheap, too.
1: There's been challenges getting, like, releases of this movie before. Like, I noticed, like, there were times when, like, only the UK disc version is the one to get, you know, yeah. and things like that. So, yeah, might as well get it while you can.
0: And something occurred to me as I opened up this disc. Mm-hmm. So, it comes with two discs. One's for the extras, one's for... And there's a lot of extras on it. I won't even go into it, but it's definitely worth the money. But, so, and aside from the two discs, it includes the... Code to download a digital copy of the movie, right? Which to me was worth it for the price alone because I'm not going to stick a DVD into my like I just don't these days. I, I just stream everything, you know. I want everything digital. So that to me was like super cool. I was like, perfect. All right, now I have a digital copy. I can just watch it, you know, anytime legally. Yeah. So what I'm thinking is, how come the video games don't don't work like that? How come when you buy an Xbox 360 game or an Xbox One game? It doesn't have a digital code in the box Mm. to play it that way as well. Well, because that's my preferred way. I'd rather have a digital code. Uh,
1: Yeah, I think it would be very
0: convenient. If movies can do it, why can't video games do it?
1: It's true because actually this is a, this is an issue with, um, with even a current system like the Xbox one, because, you know, they've got this whole initiative now to offer all their games on windows 10 Uh as well as on Xbox, right? But that only applies if you buy the game digitally. If you buy the game online, you get your your code basically unlocks both versions of the game. Okay. But if you buy the game at retail, you only get the version for the Xbox. You mm. don't get the PC version for doing that. And I can only assume they're worried about resale on that. Like if you include the code, someone's going to just keep the disc and then sell the code or vice versa. Okay. So you're basically getting two copies of the game if they did that. Now, I guess PlayStation does that to some degree or at least they used to with Vita games mm-hmm. or with PS4 games. They used to or you know, PS3 Vita, I think, more in the beginning, more so in the beginning of the Vita's life cycle. They gave you a cross-buy code in the in the box. Like okay. you would buy the PS4 four version and then you got a code for like the Vita version of the game or mm-hmm. something like that. I don't see that as much anymore probably because there aren't as many first-party cross-platform games from Sony, but that is something they try doing and I don't know if they're just concerned about people basically getting two copies of the game and selling the other one. Maybe that's maybe that I'm guessing that's maybe that's a reason.
0: Maybe. Maybe it mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and another thing I notice about the the digital copies that you get with movies is oh. they all have an expiration date. They include it in the box, but they tell it you. Does that was one of the things I looked at. It runs out after a certain date, yeah.
0: but once you download it, it's it, yours. once yeah. you
1: download it, it's yours. But, but you have
0: to redeem it by a certain date.
1: But that that means that you have to basically buy it within that one year window when it's first available. Like you can't Pro- probably you don't yeah. you can't buy like an old one two years from now and then still have that. <sighs>
0: that's a good code point. to work. You know? Yeah, I wonder how that works if you pick up like a movie from four years ago mm-hmm. and there's a with the. Do you think they ship those copies back to like renew the code or?
1: I don't really know how it works. Maybe, you know, maybe you can call customer service or something and maybe they'll do it it for you if you talk to them. Uh I don't know. Okay. But uh, that's cool though.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was just an interesting side note to that. Nice. So I did have something else and this one is a little. Bonus round. Weird. Yeah, another little pickup this week. All right. Now, these are 3D printed. objects (laughs) they're little mini Vectrex Uh, consoles
1: Vectrex uh yeah like molded cases of Vectrex yeah yeah. they're
0: right nice and yeah so uh they were were cheap a friend of mine on um Facebook Mm -hmm. was making them so he was sold for like two bucks each and there's a red one this one glows in the dark oh perfect yeah that's just what you need. So they're not painted or anything. They're just like a solid piece of plastic, really, 3D printed. Nice. Um, I don't know. I don't know why I bought it, but I figured what I might do is print out a little game screen and mm-hmm. put it inside. Nice. And then just, you know, a cool shelf collectible thing.
1: Your G.I. Joes need games to
0: play. So, right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so uh, it would be the perfect scale for that. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, I thought they were cute. Little, nice. Little mini Vetex very consoles. Cool. Yeah.
1: Not bad. Well, I suppose I have
0: something to share, too. Yeah, what do you got? <laughs> I ended up buying
1: a game that I already own, but in a new format.
0: <laughs> Rebuying duplicate games. That makes sense.
1: Yeah, well, I got suckered into it, however that happens. It wasn't for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, In this case, I'm talking about Retro City Rampage DX. There was a new run On PlayStation 4. Now, this game had previously come out on PS4. It was a limited sort of physical pressing of the game. Was this
0: from limited run games?
1: No, no. This is actually directly from the publisher of the game, from V-Blank Entertainment. Mm -hmm. And um, they did a new run this time with alternate art. And they actually included something new, though. They actually came out with a PSP bonus, is what they're calling it. (laughs) <laughs> and this is an interesting twist. For so, for one thing, there's this is this has got a, a gold logo as opposed to the normal multicolored logo that it has. Mm-hmm. So that's a little different. Uh, supposedly limited to 3,000 units. It's okay.
0: not much. Okay.
1: Um, I, uh, I I got in on the first 3,000 copies. I think they had some more beyond that, but for the first 3,000, they did a little something extra. They included a, a PSP case. ...for the the PSP version of the game, what would have been a PSP version of the game. Now, the complication here is that it doesn't actually come with a UMD disc... This is simply here is what it would have looked like if we had made it. <laughs> so it's the box with so like, it's the
0: sleeve and everything.
1: So it's a box, a sleeve, and a manual, but okay, no disc but no because disc. because Sony doesn't manufacture UMD discs Plus, anymore. Who cares
0: anyway? Because those discs were terrible on the PSP. <laughs> right.
1: Well, in case you wanted a uh, you know physical UMD release, it wasn't possible anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what they did is they did include a code for the PSP version. I thought they shut
0: down out. the PSP store.
1: Um, they they. I th- maybe it doesn't work on the actual device, mm-hmm. but you can still go on PlayStation.com and just do it there, and buy right? PSP okay. digital games. Oh, wow. um, they work on Vita, too, so there's mm. there's no reason not to keep selling those. Um, and uh, it is numbered. I, I got a pl- pretty low number. I think it was like somewhere in the hundreds. Mm. So <laughs> uh, they also included a, a Steam key for some reason. I don't know I don't know why, but I guess that's just a bonus as well. But I already have it on Steam because of course I already own this game. I previously already bought the the Vita version of that they they that they had done. So really I have no excuse other than to complete you know, to get to have it on and, even and more Let me systems.
0: guess, you've never even played this game. I Haven't right? played it yet, no. Yeah. But it looks fun. <laughs> So this was that game that was on uh, Windows or something, right? Uh, he did actually do... Like on a floppy disk or He something? did. He did. It wasn't on
1: Windows. It was an MS-DOS version. Oh, MS-DOS. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So he actually did a, a special boxed version that came on a floppy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't get that one. So that's the one that I'm missing.
0: I would probably be interested in an Atari 2600 version of this.
1: I wouldn't put it past him because yeah. he actually wanted... he. he you know, doing the DOS version was almost like a D make of this game. Mm-hmm. So he did have to sort of, um, you know, he did it as a personal challenge. But when you I play
0: suppose. it, they have like Game Boy Color version, mm-hmm. right? There's different color palettes to make it look like those other consoles. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of interesting like stuff. Like Spectrum in the game. and everything. Yeah, so that's
1: pretty much my. Uh, Right. My interesting acquisition of the week.
0: Yeah, that is, I didn't know that was even being made.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I ordered it a while ago, but it came this week. Mm. So I finally got it. All right, so I guess uh, we can remind everyone that next episode is episode 100. That's right. Where we're going to do a live stream of our podcast. Mm-hmm. And we're going to try. We're going to try. <laughs> we're going to see. We're going to see how it works out. We'll see out. if
0: my internet can hold up and...
1: This is our first time doing something like this, yeah, so yeah. we're going to see how it works out. Uh-huh. But we're hoping for success, yeah. and we're hoping that you'll join us for it. We're obviously receptive to taking any kind of questions or any kind of live feedback while we're talking on on the air. You can send it in ahead of time or join us for our, our, our stream and, and send it then. But either way, uh, we'll... we'll Probably announce the date real soon.
0: We're probably aiming for uh, a weekend broadcast. Yeah, I figure when everyone's home. Mm-hmm. Because only because of the time difference, because some people are in California, some are here. Right. And you're in the East Coast. So if we do it like on a work day, you know, it's kind of hard because people have work and yeah. stuff. So maybe on a weekend, yeah, you know, everyone's free, I guess. suppose. suppose yeah, more likely home. to be free. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we, we, we'll we'll post it on the Facebook page. Mm
1: hmm. And we'll put up a reminder to let, to, you know, in, in place of our normal, uh, update. Uh huh. So, all right. I guess we'll see you then.
0: Yes.